Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga and the creator of the Momentum Magic Method, showing you the way to becoming a confident teacher who seamlessly shares cues and easily creates sequences, whose classes feel like events, who understands anatomy and who shares their passion in a unique and authentic way. On the podcast, you'll hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal development. In addition to the podcast, follow me on Instagram and TikTok for daily videos on teaching topics. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Let's get into the episode. Hi there. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, and this is episode 247. So I'm recording this on Friday, June 30th, 2023, and this episode will go live on Monday, July 3rd, 2023. So this is heading into a U.S.-based holiday weekend. And interestingly enough, I just realized it was a holiday weekend. I don't have any plans for the upcoming July 4th US-based holiday, and maybe that's why. Um, I've also been this week spending a lot of time uh, talking to yoga teachers, Um, and so I've just been sort of loving that contact and really consumed by just this conversation and that conversation and just the dynamic nature of of that work that I do, and I I love it. So I'm just realizing as I sit down to record this uh, today, and it is also a Friday, um, that that's that's kind of where we're at energetically. Um, And, you know, because it is Friday, I wanted to really keep my commitment to getting this podcast out because I always like to record the week before it goes live. And, um, and so here we are, you know, 515 on a holiday weekend Friday, and I am squeaking in under the wire getting this episode out there. So this, as I said, I've been talking to a lot of teachers. So this episode is really inspired by the work I've been doing this week. And when I say the work, I want to just um, preface it by saying it is not work at all for me to do that. I love talking to yoga teachers. However, I do take it really seriously. It is part of what I do. I don't even want to say my job because it's not a job. It's something that I I do because I love doing it. And it's part of what I do. Anytime I have some email communication with a teacher, if I think it would be helpful to speak to them on the phone, I'll just say, hey, let's set up a time to talk. Here's the times I have open. Do any of these times work for you? And sometimes teachers will write me back and say, great, let's get on the phone. I'll pick this time. And and other times I'll never hear from the teacher again. And other times they'll write back, they'll pick a time and then they won't show up. Like there's a whole variety of different scenarios. and more often than not, and I just sort of find this interesting and I totally get it. Um, I just wanted to speak to it because I, I don't obviously know who you are as you're listening, unless you tell me, um, I just sort of know, because in my conversations with teachers, a lot of them will say, um, Oh, I listen to your show. I listen to your podcast. So if that's you, um, maybe this speaks to you, you know, sometimes I'll hear from teachers. They'll, they'll write me back and they'll say, Oh, um, 
I would like, you know, I so appreciate, thank you so much for offering to get on the phone with me. I don't want to take up too much of your time, or I don't want to bother you, or I don't want to impose upon your schedule, or that's so great. That's so um, nice of you to offer. I'm so, and all of that is, is nice. Like I hear that. And I, I receive that as, as nice sentiment. It's just that, you know, even that languaging is sort of part of the yoga industry narrative that I don't buy into. Right. Um, I think, you know, I've been a teacher for a while and I can certainly remember that there were, there was a time when, I had a mentor and I paid that person to be my mentor. And then there were other teachers who were senior to me. And sometimes they would offer to take me out for a cup of tea so that I could chat with them and get some personal development. And of course I said, I was really grateful to them for doing that. Um, it's just that when I, when I offer to speak to a yoga teacher, that's because to me, it's really important to open up other ways of thinking for you. And I do not hold the license on the only way to think. I mean, I'm not saying my way is right or what I might share with a yoga teacher on the phone is right versus wrong, not going there. However, when I offer to speak with a yoga teacher on the phone, it's because in almost every single case, they're um, experiencing a problem. I mean, like I wouldn't be talking to them otherwise. They've usually responded to one of my emails because they have a problem or whatever it is. And so the fact that a yoga teacher is having a problem and oftentimes when I find out more about it, it's because they're attached to a particular way of thinking about teaching or a way of thinking about themselves or a way of thinking that is tied to a belief that's just not true. I really am intent on at least sharing with them another option so that they can make the best decision for them. And so that's not something that you ever need to thank me for because that's my job. Like I have created a job for myself. And one of the things that I do is I love to give yoga teachers more options around ways to look at things, especially when those things are problems especially when those problems are preventing them from teaching or preventing them from showing up as a confident teacher or preventing them from understanding anatomy because for years they've tried and it hasn't worked or preventing them from charging higher rates because they don't think they're worth it. You know, there's so many things I can list out for you that reflect the emails I get from teachers and every single email demonstrates limited thinking and it's not your fault. It is baked into the yoga industry system that we're all in and the constant steady stream of the same old, same old, same old ways that things are done 
And as a result, teachers end up carrying all these heavy bags of imagined things they need to do, things they have to do, things they should do. And who the hell wants to teach like that? That's a lot of pressure. And so I, I recognize a lot of those things that are out there. And again, it's not to say that they're wrong and they don't individually have a place. It's just that oftentimes for teachers, there's not a lot of like distinguishing between those. So they all get lumped into that imaginary backpack and that gets shifted onto the right shoulder. And you know, after a while, that shoulder starts to hurt, right? <laughs> and it gets really hard to continue to go in there and teach when you're carrying that big backpack. So when I'm talking to somebody and maybe that's been you, maybe it hasn't, maybe it will be you in the future and you're having a problem and you tell me your problem and we go back and forth and email a couple times and I say to you, hey, let's just hop on a call. You don't need to thank me for that because that is something, that's just what I do and it's what I want to do. So this week, you know, I've been having a lot of those conversations. And so I want you to just share that theme first um, and share with you that this podcast episode is inspired by a lot of those conversations I've had. Because along with the theme I just shared, the other theme that is absolutely common whenever I speak to yoga teachers, absa, 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 absolutely always common is this framework I'm going to share with you. And it's a framework of higher self versus lower self, higher self versus lower self. You know, you can kind of think of it as, you know, like back in the day, they used to talk about like the devil on your right shoulder and the angel on your left shoulder or whatever. And you can sort of imagine in a cartoon or whatever, there would be like the person and the devil would be saying, oh, eat that chocolate cake. And the angel would be saying, oh no, you're on a diet. You know, there's kind of those personas within you. And we can sort of operate with these multiple personas. And so when I speak to, to a yoga teacher, oftentimes where they come at me from is their lower self. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of examples of how that sounds so that you can see if you hear yourself in any of these. And I'm going to give you the reframe of how you can approach these things from your higher self. Because once we approach these situations and these problems, and we see it through the lens of our higher self, we are in so much more of our power and so much more becomes possible. But it's, it's so much harder when we're operating from our lower self. And I can definitely tell you that again, this is part of the yoga industry. When you imagine, like, remember when you were in your 200 hour teacher training and you were there with your like group of teachers and what did you do when you got together for your teacher training? Wasn't the first thing that everybody talked about was, oh my God, I'm so tired. Oh my God, this is so much information. Oh my God, my body is so achy because of all the yoga I've been doing. Oh my God, I don't understand the right? There's like all of that. And then what did the other people do? Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, I totally feel that too. Yeah. This is so much. Um, that part of it is bonding. Part of it is you're in a group experience. Part of it is yes, it's intense, 
And at the same time, it's that misery loves company mindset that keeps us in our lower self. So instead of that, how about, oh my God, I am so energized by all this stuff I'm learning. Wow, this is so cool that we get to devote uninterrupted um, time to learning how to be a teacher, right? That's just a, a simple example. But the reason I gave you that teacher training example is because the community that we're in can sometimes reinforce the idea of staying in lower self. Matter of fact, I removed myself from a yoga teacher Facebook group because all it was was people showing up as their lower self and other people reinforcing that. Oh yeah, that's so tough. Oh yeah, that's so hard. Oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's kind of like, no. <laughs> if we keep saying that, we keep people stuck. We keep people in a place of nothing is going to work out. And I am not of that ilk. Absolutely not. If you come to me and you start going off about how you don't have time, you don't think it's possible, it's not going to work. I'm not going to let you stay in that place. I'm going to show you another way to look at it and how you can get there and how you can fix that problem. And you always have the choice. You always have agency over where you choose to stay. However, I am always going to speak to your higher self. And a lot of times, especially recently, um, uh, in conversations I've had with teachers, they've noticed that I'm doing that. They don't really know what it is, but they've said, you know, things like, wow, you know what? You're right. I really am listening to that sort of lower part of me. And you know what? I do want to move forward or whatever it is. So I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios of lower self and higher self and see if any of these hit home for you. So lower self, that won't work, right? Oh, that sequence won't work. That won't work for me to, to call that yoga studio and see if they have a sub list I can get on, or that won't work for me to you know, take that training program or whatever it is. So that's the lower self perspective. The higher self perspective is, oh my God, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So instead of being in the, that won't work, which in addition is the intellectualizing of it. Oh, it's not going to work. How is it going to work? Where am I going to go? How am I going to get there? How much time is it going to take? What's included? Blah, blah, blah. All of that is lower self questioning. Higher self-questioning is like, I don't give a fuck how it's going to work. I just know anything is possible. Higher self doesn't really care about the details. Matter of fact, I'll just give you a perfect example of this. Like sometimes when I talk to a yoga teacher who specifically has clicked the link for my wait list for my program, and I'll write them back and I'll say, oh my God, so excited you clicked the wait list for my program. Guess what? you could actually enroll today. I'd love to find out a little bit more about you. Tell me why, what inspired you to click the link. And they'll write me back and they'll say, I'm interested in your program. Tell me how it works. Now, I mean, what does that mean? Like, no, we're not going to start from there. You tell me what made you click the link. What do you want to do? What do you want to learn? Where do you want to go? Like, it doesn't mean anything if I just tell you a bunch of bells and whistles that are in the program, that's lower self-questioning. Higher self-questioning is, 
Karen, I clicked the link for your waitlist of your program because right now I'm stuck as a teacher, but I see a possibility for me to open a wellness center or start teaching people in my community or create um, a kid's yoga summer class series that's going to rock my community and support parents who uh, have kids with learning disabilities, whatever it is, like that is being impossibility. But again, and this is not your fault, if this resonates with you, the way the yoga industry is set up is that's what people do. They look at programs, they look at getting hours, they look at what's included, they want to know what the agenda is, they want to know what the schedule is. And that's just because it's sort of the way you've been programmed. But I don't buy into that. That's what not what this is about. This is about helping you get where you want to go. And so this conversation is about that. How you get there is like sky's the limit. So that's lower self, higher self. So let me give you another example. Lower self, I need to learn more. Higher self, I can do it now with what I know. Oh my God. When I share this with yoga teachers in my program, their minds are blown. I just had a call today with one of the teachers who enrolled in my program uh, this week. And we were talking about this concept as it relates to creating a sequence. And this is really, really common. She was saying when she sits down to create her sequence, she pulls out all the books she has on sequencing. She looks at the Yoga Journal website. She looks on social media, like all these things outside herself. And I said, here's the thing. In my intentional sequencing method, step one is before step one, you commit to yourself, you're going to create this sequence based on what you know right now, because you know enough. And I would say that to you if you were two days out of your 200-hour teacher training or if you've been teaching for 20 years. What you know is enough. There's always more to know. And that's sort of another like phrase I hear from teachers a lot. Like I want to, uh, there's, I'm always looking for more knowledge. I'm always looking for more learning. That again is a narrative of the industry. Like, yes, of course, you always want to get more knowledge. We all want to get more knowledge. However, do you have the inner strength and the inner higher self that you operate from where yes, you want more knowledge and you're able to confidently do things now as a yoga teacher based on what you know right now. Because the teachers that say, I need to learn more and operate from that lower part of them, guess what? Typically all they do is take trainings over and over and over again. Not the same trainings. They'll take like a 200 hour, then a 300 hour, then a 500 hour, then an online course, then a course in yin. Like, honestly, sometimes I get emails from teachers. They're not teaching, but they're listing for me two or three programs they're in at the same time. And it's like, stop, be in your higher self. I can do it now with what I know. So that's that one. The next one, lower self. I am not expert enough. This could also be called imposter syndrome. Higher self, I can teach and add value. Like one way to think about this is people coming to your yoga class are basically 
it's not like they're, well, let me say it this way. People coming to your yoga class are looking for you to show up as your higher self. As I just described it, I can teach and add value. They're not interested in having you show up as your lower self. I am not expert enough. Even when you're in your head and believing that you're not expert enough, they're looking at you through the eyes of, I can teach and add value. So all you need to do is take that little leap forward into that persona. But if you choose, and remember, my friend, it is a choice. If you choose to stay in that lower self of I am not expert enough, guess what? You get to carry that big, huge backpack of all the related feelings that come along with that. Um, I'm not expert enough. I don't know enough. I need more training hours. Who am I to be standing here? All of those things that I hear go with that. So I guess the easiest thing is you can just choose the alternative. Or the other thing is, if this resonates with you, is to just acknowledge. And this is, again, where I like bust a lot of these myths, like the myth that I need when teachers say to me, oh, I know it will get better when I get more experience. And their voice kind of goes in that wistful sort of way. Like they're sort of looking in the sky, like, I know it'll get better when I get more experience. And I'm like, no, it actually won't. Number one, you don't need to wait for more experience. Number two, it won't get better with more experience. If you're experiencing problems now, they will only get worse. What you need to do or what you can do to make your situation better if you're having problems as a yoga teacher is fix the problems. And typically the problems for the most part, at least what I see is that there isn't enough skill because the person is just all about getting knowledge and they're not getting skilled because the person that they're going to is not teaching them skills. So this is another paradigm shift. When you're learning how to apply knowledge and that's what skill building is, oh my God, you get all the benefits that come from that. Increased confidence, using your own voice, feeling more authentic, all of that. So that's that one. The next one, lower self. I need to teach this way, whatever that is. I need to start my classes in child's pose. I need to cue to the breath. I need to have a different sequence every time. I need to practice with my class. The higher self is, I can teach how I want. I can do it how I want. I've talked about this before. This is that whole concept of there is no yoga police. There is no yoga supervisor. No one's in your class auditing what you're doing. You can do whatever you want. However, when you do whatever you want, the good news is you get to finally show up authentically doing what you want to do. However, you come with, or that bears the additional responsibility of having a reason, having a rationale for what you're doing, having an intention for it. So when you're willing to step outside the stuff that was prescribed for you to do, you now own the responsibility for having an intention behind what you're doing. And if you just think about it from a sequencing perspective, if you're teaching a sequence that you were given in teacher training and it really doesn't resonate with you, but you think you have to do it, if you're changing your sequences all the time because you think you have to do it, if you're teaching to a peak pose because you think you have to do it, if you're starting people in child's pose because you think you have to do it and on and on and on, when you decide to step into your higher self, and I just described it as I can teach how I want, have a reason for why you're changing it. 
know what that reason is. Be able to share that reason if someone were to ask you a question. This is how you connect the dots between stepping into your higher stepping into your higher self around this particular issue and not having it fall flat on its face. Okay, so there's that one. Next one, lower self. I don't have the right background. Higher self. I can leverage the experience I have so far. This comes up for me sometimes when I work with a yoga teacher who is a new teacher and they don't have other experience, like they're, they've never taught before. So maybe they just graduated from their 200 hour teacher training. They're just beginning to teach. And they're in that lower self mindset of, I don't have the right background, or maybe they want to learn more anatomy and they don't have any anything in their background that was in the medical field or the science field, or maybe they weren't in their own mind good at science when they were growing up. So they don't feel like they have the right background. And what I always say, and this is the higher self, there's always something you can leverage in your life story so far for yoga teaching, whether it's that you're a mom and you're you know, mom skills are going to be things that you leverage, which I'm not a mom, but I work with kids and I've taught yoga to children for many, many years. And I can sort of envision how a lot of what I do is mom-like. However, there's just logical things that moms do that are useful in teaching adults yoga. I won't go into it all now, but you can sort of imagine. Um, but even things like, I remember one time I had a a teacher enroll with me in my program and she was an accountant and she was saying she was a new teacher and she was saying she felt like that background sort of was not applicable. And I said, oh my God, that is so not true. Think of how organized you are as an accountant. You need to be really organized as a yoga teacher to, um, create a sequence, to stick to the sequence, to organize your schedule and all those things. So nothing, nothing is wasted. All right, so the um, the the last one is really like a big one that comes up a lot, and uh, this is when I hear kind of there's two of them kind of related. The first one is I'm not ready, and the related one is I don't have time. So these two lower self statements go together. So the I'm not ready, the higher self perspective is I'm excited to start now. The the I don't have time lower self statement is countered by the higher self statement. I see the value and what I can gain by spending time doing this. And oftentimes when we use that approach, we actually get time back because whenever a yoga teacher says to me, I don't have time for X, Y, Z, what is typically happening is they're spending a bunch of time doing X, Y, Z that if I showed them uh, another way to do X, Y, Z, they would actually gain back all that time and more. So that's what I mean about when you don't know another way other than what you've been told and what you've been doing and beliefs you subscribe to, when you don't know another way, all you keep doing is circling the drain. And when you get another perspective, that opens another door for you to possibility, to another way of thinking, to another way of approaching it. And ultimately you can decide what you want, but it's oftentimes when we're in a problem, the not seeing other possibilities that is holding us back from solving that problem is what I'll say. Okay. So 
That's it for this episode. Kind of a short one, but I really wanted to just stay 100% focused on this particular topic. Um, I hope that you found this helpful. I'd love to know from you what lower self, higher self statement really resonated with you. So send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what that was. And I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I will talk to you soon on the next episode of Conversations for Yoga Teachers. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And the fact that you're still here and still listening is not lost on me. So thank you so much. Couple of things. If you have any questions, please contact me. Send me what your questions are directly to my Instagram DM. You can find me there at Bare Bones Yoga. The next thing I hear so much from yoga teachers that they want to be confident. They want to feel more confident. They don't want to have that nervous feeling in their stomach when they get up to teach. They don't want to stumble over their words. They want to create sequences fast and not spend so much time writing out their sequences and practicing their sequences. And they so much want to just walk around the room rather than being tied to the mat and practicing the entire sequence with their class. If any of this hits home for you and you want to develop into a more confident, authentic teacher in the next 30 days, I want you to DM me, confident teacher, heard it on the podcast, and I will show you exactly how you can get there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.